Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up, what's up, what's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Gratefully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the studio rocking and rolling. I am feeling good today, and I want to get into this conversation. Please, 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 again, do not shoot the messenger. But I am curious if you feel your grief has made you a hater. Yes, a hater. I said it. Now, don't start hating on me after I have this conversation. But as a lot of my topics, they come from social media. And I was scrolling and I saw this conversation on an Instagram story of a couple that I follow. And I have a great amount of respect and admiration for them. And so it caught my attention in the regard of how our minds really work. And I think it's also our subconscious. But but why are we this way? What does it derive from? I'm going to tell you now. I don't have an answer to the conversation, but I want to put it out there. I think I've been in that bag lately, if you will. And so I want to go there. Grief, by definition, is sorrow. It can be also considered a loss, a loss of a relationship, a loss of a career, a loss of an ability, whatever it is in life. It's not death. I think a lot of times we look at grief and we hear the word grief, we hear the mourning and we think about funerals and sadness in that way. And so it gets put in that bucket. But really grief can pertain to so many areas and aspects of our lives. So in this particular situation, going back to the Instagram story, this particular person is now pregnant and has a happy marriage and they broadcast it and they show their love and it's all over social media. They've had a lot of success in that way. So a big following. One person can say, well, a big following calls for certain feedback, certain levels. You put yourself out there, you're going to hear certain things. But I personally don't think that that takes away from the pain or the annoyance or aggravation that one could feel after hearing certain comments. So again, the couple are right now expecting their first child. Okay, Jay Nicole, what's the big deal? Great. They're expecting their first child, approaching on social media. People are saying things, whatever. But the woman actually a couple years ago just overcame a crazy battle with cancer and at just the age of 27. And so now for them to be able to be expecting their child is such a beautiful, amazing thing. And for me, I look at it and I say, wow, God is so good. And I look at that in excitement. But she was sharing and showed a comment of how someone's like, oh, It doesn't take that much. When I was pregnant, I wasn't doing that much. Something along those lines because they posted recently some reels and pictures from their maternity shoot and all of that stuff. And so it had me thinking, why do we do this? And it goes back to my original point when I started this conversation. Does our grief make us a hater? So because we're looking out and we're seeing what someone else is going through and becoming envious and we're feeling a certain way. Okay, that's one thing. I think that's a very normal, natural experience. If you're watching something, and even and even a young lady, she was talking about this on her story, saying that rightfully so, it makes sense. If you maybe had a miscarriage and then you see someone pregnant, you could feel a little envy. You could feel a little sad that can make you feel a little bit hurt. But where I'm saying the word hater 
is this. You become a hater in my book when you make the negative comment. So all before that, normal, natural feelings and emotions. When we see people that have things that we don't have, we can feel a certain way about that. But when you cross that line to go and leave a comment about that, I think you're a hater. Call it what you want. Because why did you have to say that? Why are you trying to steal someone else's joy? What place is that coming from within you to even do that? And this is the thing. We only see certain clips and snips of people's lives. So if you're just seeing joy and happiness from people, why would you even want to say anything? Why would you want to put that into their space? Unless there is some sort of jealousy, envy. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that our sorrow and our grief and our pain makes us envious of others. But I do think the feeling of, of without can create a whole an array of emotions. But keep it to yourself. Maybe speak to your therapist or your counselor or someone else in your life that you trust. But to put it out there on other people, that's hating. Because what do you think someone is going to feel when they read that? Because... I think we have this assumption that because people put their lives out there and they share who they are or whatever, that they just naturally have a thick skin. Maybe their why is bigger than their fear. So maybe their purpose and the reason why they're putting themselves out there, it's to show people to add. There was one lady who also commented and was saying that she had a miscarriage right before she found out that she had cancer. And so seeing this couple have their baby gives her hope. So it's like hope or hate. Hope or hate, where are you falling in that line? And I would love to encourage us to pray for people, to be happy for people. And it's not always easy because I've never been through these experiences. So if I had a miscarriage, I don't know that it would be easy for me to be happy for someone else. And that's fair. That's totally fair. But why do we have to put our unhappiness, our bitterness, our doubt on other people? That's what I'm saying. So I guess this conversation is about the hating, but it's also about establishing boundaries that make sense and dealing with our own internal issues. And this is the other thing, too, from the same conversation. Our lens that we can see from see people through are based on our experience. So this couple, they're very happy, very loving. They're very forward with that. And so she was saying that it could make sense that someone who doesn't have that or haven't experienced it would raise doubt in their mind. So again, it goes to the comments. Oh, her husband, he, he probably cheating. He got to be cheating. They're probably not really that happy offline. Like, why is that so? Why is that so when we're all individual people and we have different experiences? It can be true that a couple can be monogamous and faithful. But just because that's not your experience and maybe you do have doubt you don't have to say that. And you also don't necessarily have to think that. But to tell you what to think, I would also maybe kind of be hating on your situation. I'm trying to tell you how to move through your grief and move through your life. But what I'm trying to really bring the whole point here is that we're all dealing with sorrow on different levels. And so when we see joy and we see joy and happiness and peace and love being exemplified and put out there, let's grab, let's gravitate towards that. Let's pull that and then let's pass that on. Let's not put that on other people because your season will come where those tables will turn and you will not like the way that that feels. When I think about something, 
I'm not a big gossiper. I'm going to be honest with you. But I can fall into that little trap sometimes and get a little gossipy and say a little few things. But I check myself very frequently. And the reason why is because I am well aware that there will come a season in my life where I would wish that people would have shut their mouths and minded their business. I would not want people commenting on what I'm going through, saying negative things about me, questioning certain stuff. And if I am doing it, I'm not doing this publicly and saying this directly to people. Again, it's pretty rare. I'm a positive person that wants to see people win. And if I am kind of in that space, I'm, I'm laughing and I'm joking, but I'm also aware that a lot of laughs and jokes sometimes do become painful. And it goes to this point here as we kind of start to bring this a little bit full circle in this particular topic is when we were kids, maybe you heard the whole sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I'm gonna go ahead and say the devil is a liar, Alex, for 500 because words do hurt. Words do hurt. And I think when we spew hate, that hurt is coming from a hurtful place. So this is the other thing when we're continuing on our journey and we're doing these self reflections and we're trying to heal and we're trying to grow and and find out who we are and we need otherwise, I would say I want to continue to heal and continue to grow so that my hurt doesn't hurt other people. And that's strangers. We're hurting strangers. We're saying things to people that we don't even know. Like that's extremely reckless and, and, and sad. It's sad. It saddens me that there are people that operate in that spirit and that mindset that cannot be quiet. I don't even say happy because I think, for example, if I see people who have their dad and they have this relationship or they have their grandmothers and it's like something that I just don't have and I miss dearly and immensely. If I see people with their grandmom, I've said it before. I'm kind of hating on you a little bit, feeling a little envious, feeling a little jealous in that way. But I'm not going to go up to you and be like, yeah, whatever, man. Your grandma probably corny. Your grandma is whack, bro. She don't got nothing on my grandma. I'm like, that's how that sounds. As crazy as that may have sounded to you as I was saying that out loud, that's how that looks. Let's advocate more for being supportive of our people, of our community when they're winning. Let's not bring people down. It's not just the sticks and the stones. The words will also hurt. So that's kind of what I wanted to touch on there. Let it be what it will be when it comes to that. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Now, I know you guys didn't sign up for a nursery rhyme full class. So I'm going to move into a different little subject here. I want to kind of piggyback off of a conversation that I had on our last episode that on social media kind of went a little teeny bit viral. I'm going to say like a nano bit. We got a little bit of a little bit of post, a little bit of credibility and the conversation went way further than I could have imagined truthfully I mean shout out to black love page that was super dope for them to repost and put the conversation between myself and Rachel Hannibal pep Pep talks a personal finance coach from our last episode if you haven't checked it out definitely go back and do that so the little snippet part where I talked about no shade to the GoFundMe I just want better for my people for the funerals wow There was so much support and a lot of people that understood. But where the misunderstandings came is what it seemed. And I wasn't going back and forth commenting with people because when I put things out there, it's to your interpretation. I would hope that someone would go listen to the full conversation and really understand where we were coming from. But the reality of is when you say things, it can never be specific to every single person. 
it's going to be just a, a, a generalized statement just out there just speaking in terms of I would say almost the majority or something that I see frequently, but it's not going to pertain to everybody. There are people who do have life insurance and do have their affairs in order. There are people who will not be able to get life insurance policies due to whatever the circumstances. There are people who maybe it was multiple people in a family who passed away. And so some of the people had life insurance, some didn't, some need GoFundMe, some don't. And this is the other case. Someone else raised this point. Maybe someone else created the GoFundMe. It wasn't even you. Someone said that someone created a GoFundMe for their daughter and they told them to take it down because I didn't ask you to do that. So, again, circumstantial. But I wanted to circle back because the PS to that story is we have to get our affairs in order. Whatever that definition is to you, I want to encourage you to do that. And the reason is, it's not for you. It's for the people like myself, like you out there that are listening, who were who are bereaved, excuse me. And had to sit at that table and had to make those decisions and had to file and shuffle through these papers and make certain phone calls all while your heart is shattered. Please hear me what I'm saying. If we look at circumstances and situations and seats that we've had to sit in, why would we want to put other people in that? If we have an opportunity and a chance right now to change those circumstances and make somebody else's burden burden lighter, well, then why wouldn't we do that? That's what I'm trying to say. I know that everyone doesn't have money. I know that we don't. But if just one or two or three more people could say, ah, I do need to get myself together. I do need to get these things in order. Well, that's a few more families that just might be alleviated of that pain. It's tough. It's hard. It's not conversations that we want to have. But if we have them now, it's a little easier later. And so I'm okay with people misinterpreting. I'm okay with everything not being fully understood. But. I wanted to have that chance to just be a little more clear with that and understanding that it's never going to be cookie cutter. What I say, what any podcaster says, what anyone who has a presence or an opportunity to speak in front of other people, it's never going to always apply. Take from it what you will, apply it where you can, and I can only hope and pray for the best that in some way or another, the fact that you tuned into the podcast, the fact that you sat down and you listened or you clicked on a post, watched a reel, read a quote, whatever it is that your life or the life of someone that you may share it with is just a little bit better. Thought provoking. We press record and we started this show so that we can have these unapologetic raw conversations. So please be clear. I'm not apologizing for what I said. I stand by that hundred percent, but I never want the message to be lost because it's about impact. And I don't think you can have impact with confusion. So that's why I try to be clear and make sure that we're having the most understanding that we possibly can when I'm having this dialogue. I'm passionate about this. I'm passionate about my people. I want to see our communities thrive. I want to see the old be out and the new become in. And when we're talking about mental health and we're talking about peace and we're talking about all that, wow, to be able to sleep at night knowing that God forbid tomorrow was my last day, everything is in order as best as it possibly can. My people are going to be okay. Because this is the thing. Think about it this way. I'm going to leave you kind of with this nugget. If you can't think of it another way, if you can't find a fire, you don't really care. It's irrelevant to you. When you leave here, how you leave things is like your last gift for the people that you love. I cannot change the pain. I will not be able to. 
My people that gone on, they weren't able to change the pain that you feel when they're gone. But you can take that burden off their back. Just an ounce more of peace. That when they're following through those closets and they're like, wow, look at all of this in order. It's color coded. I know who to call, where the accounts are, what the passwords are, what policies they have, what plans they have, what their job, who do I need to speak to? All of that stuff is there. At some point, they're going to say, even if it's silently, thank you. Thank you. I told you, my dad had his stuff in order. I knew where everything was. It wasn't anything to really look through and, and go through. Granted, like I said before, there wasn't really policies in that regard, but there was a little peace in that situation. That's what I'm hoping that that just hits you somewhere in the heart. And if you have yours in order, Start talking to those people in your house, talking to your family, talking to your friends. Yeah, you got life insurance. I'm like, oh, yo, did you get those Yeezys? You got them new sneakers? What's up with your policy? You good? You, you, you got it. What do you, what do you have going on? I don't want to beat you guys up too much more. I'm hoping that you're hearing it, that it's applying to your heart, that you understand I'm always coming from my heart because I care about yours. Guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts. Make sure we're sharing this out. Share it with someone else. Say, hey, have you heard the Grief Bully podcast? If you haven't, what are you doing? You have to tune in. It's coming to us, helping us heal on this journey, combat our grief and cope and handle our mental health and our wellness. And most importantly, to become better people. If you're listening to the audio, please, I would love it if you can leave me a review, five stars, some kind of feedback. I'm always loving and appreciate that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are tuned in. And I am guilty. I hang out the most on Instagram. So if you are not following me there, make sure you're doing that, guys. Over on Instagram, like I said, at I underscore AM underscore Jane Cool, guys. So next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace. Peace.